the Pinball Network is online. Launching Triple Drain Pinball Podcast. Joel, yeah. where's, where's your state championship plaque? I don't Joel. have it. I don't have one. I, I do not have, I don't oh, have shame. the state championship plaque, but you do. Look, um, Josh even spelled it right this year. Good for, <laughs> good for him. Jeez. Um, Tom, you look great. You look great. Good as always. I don't, I don't have a state championship plaque, Joel. Yeah. Why is he not giving you a hard time? I don't get it. Because Tom's a freaking beauty. Look at that mm. goatee. Fantastic. It's good. It's evil, Tom. I like it. Um, why does everybody keep calling me evil? Because I have a goatee. Hey, I called you an effing beauty, Tom. You're not evil at all. <laughs> if Joel shaves his beard, is he evil Joel? Maybe if I shave it just to a goatee. I don't know. I don't know. We got to finish this intro. My arms are my arms oh, are you're, hurt, Joel. Oh, so he's going to hold this until we hit the button. Got it. Okay. Well, this well, is episode before 40. Before his camera goes out. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. This is episode 48. 48. We're creeping up there to 50. And um, yeah, here we go. We. We're three guys who like to talk pinball So we came up with a clever name We're Joel and Travis Scott who talk pinball And we call ourselves Triple Drain, Triple Drain, Triple Drain We're Triple, Triple Drain Triple Drain Travis, you're an idiot the, the video during the song is the theme song video. You know what? If guy... I want to get hyped up for my own podcast and the way that I want to get hyped up on a Friday morning before 10 a.m., yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to let me do that, Joel. You held He held up his plaque the whole time and danced with it, and no one's going to see it. It's no because one's I've been working it. out, Joel. Tom oh, saw it. That's all that matters. He's getting swole. So he's swole. getting swole. Yep. 12-ounce yep. curls. It's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, here we are. Um, we are recording on Friday the second, the February second. We um. Ooh, Joel. Uh, I know. I'm fired up right now. I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, well, yeah, actually, I do. So there's <laughs> a. Um, have you guys ever heard about the groundhog, like conspiracy? Day? No, the groundhog conspiracy. No, that happened with. I guess I can't remember if he was the governor at the time. Uh, De Blasio, De Blasio of New York. So this is a legit thing. He dropped a groundhog on Groundhog Day. It was like a whole thing. Like he was holding the groundhog and then all of a sudden the thing like just went nuts, fell over, the groundhog fell. And then there was like this big cover up to where nobody wanted to know what happened to the groundhog. Oh. Yeah. And then it turned out, unfortunately, the groundhog was permanently injured afterwards <laughs> yeah it's like a whole thing so drop the groundhog so seriously this is like an internet meme you've mm. never heard of this no so this is is that a uh like a like a suggest like hey don't drop the groundhog you know or is this is yeah this i mean thing? i guess you could apply it to pinball a little bit but <laughs> like 99 percent of the people won't care but just every time groundhog day that you said that it just clicked in my head this is like a full conspiracy you're gonna go down a rabbit hole if you look this up just look up like mm. dropping a groundhog and don't, it'll it'll pop up. Don't it's ever amazing. squeeze a groundhog. Really? Hey, um that's pretty specific. Why would you not squeeze a groundhog? I mean, don't s- squeeze most I, small animals or all the small animals. But I, what I will say, uh, listeners, if you happen to be playing in a tournament with Travis and he really sucks on one ball, 
feel free to go up to him and just be like, hey, man, he really dropped the groundhog on that ball. Just throw that in there. Just just throw that in there. It'll be perfect. Joel, I just looked it up. This is on the New York Post. This is a headline. Bill de Blasio speaks out about dropping Staten Island groundhog on the 10th anniversary of the scandal. Mm. This is a real thing. And Mm. it's freaking hilarious. I mean, I feel bad for the groundhog, obviously. (laughs) But. Okay. All things considered, it's just freaking ludicrous. It is. I mean, it's like watching you play Jaws mm. over and over again. It's yeah, just, man. Yeah, it's insane. So what, I, what I've found that brings me true joy, joy. in life, true joy, is I, am, I, am, I understand I'm in a very uh, uh, an awesome situation where I work with Zach and Nicole flipping out. They lend me games. And I get to stream them. And you're just a lucky due to, bastard. I know it's very. It's, I love it. I love it, and it's a ton <laughs> of fun. But due to just proximity of Chicago, Zach usually gets games faster than Travis necessarily gets a game. And because of that, I typically get a game roughly 24 hours before Travis has an opportunity to open it. And the timing all aligned that this Jaws behind me, which dropped off Wednesday afternoon. And I was able to stream it a few hours later. And you know what Travis had to do? He had to watch it. He had to watch it because he needed content to consume to understand the game. And he had to watch my stream. For the listeners, there we go. you just heard that. And this is why I'm so salty all the time. Because I have to go through this. It's like an endless <laughs> loop, yeah. a feedback loop that I have mm. to do every single Stern release. Yep. Every single time. What was the last? There was another game that you had to watch. Venom. Pro- Ven- Venom just said really- it's a feedback loop. <laughs> yeah. Venom. And it then was, guess what uh, the one before that was? Uh, Foo Fighters. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I yeah. love it so much. You want to guess the, what the one was before that? I don't know. Whatever Rush. The, See, Rush. I remember yeah. all this. It seared into <laughs> my seared brain. Your, yes. Joel, so, you, Joel like, gets these games so much, Tom, that he's like, yeah, I don't remember that one. Well, no, because hey, I have this like, one. This is like, what I will show right it's here. It's like a spoiled brat. This is what I will show right here. So, <laughs> yeah, he's Zach, like one of those one of those Instagram models that's like actually has the dad that's a multi-millionaire, no. but yet they're taking selfies everywhere. Like, look how well I'm. So, traveled. this is what I've started to do, and I don't know if Zach knows that I do it, but um, I take one of the keychains. I can't take one Why one of the you? little keychains out of every game that I've streamed, and I've started a little collection. Just to, it's awesome. <laughs> Do you have those all together? Yeah, I have them all together. See, oh there's God. Labyrinth. Now, now I'm salty. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's um. <laughs> he probably holds that up in front of the mirror. It puts the no, lotion I'm, on I'm just, and it does what cool it's told. To be able to like, I know there's a lot of right. people in this hobby that just rotate games in and out, in and out, in and out. And I like would you? suggest, well, <laughs> no, like <laughs> that that, oh, I would suggest if. I would suggest to start this because it's a cool, like, um, oh. just grab one of the keychains and just okay. kind of, it's a cool visual collection of like, I remember that game. I remember that game. That was a fun game. And, um, and then show, you know, show your kids, show whoever like, Hey, so well, of these games, which one did you enjoy the most? That kind what of Tom and I are getting out of this and what hopefully the listeners are getting out of this, have a Zach mini in your life mm. and you too can have a hellacious keychain <laughs> you can have collection the cool, from all I, pinball machines. Tom's keychain is uh, would be bigger than this, for sure, of games he currently owns. Yeah. Tom, he's, he's, oh, Tom's great. Got he's whipping out his chain. precious. Here he's it comes. Be, <laughs> what does he got here? Oh, there it is. 
What is oh tilt? That's your <laughs> oh he's plugging he's plugging another distro. <laughs> wow, solid, solid oh, job. Gosh. Oh man. Okay. All right. Well, well um, apparently all three of us. I didn't yeah. even put that on there. Yeah. Oh, you didn't? No, that's yeah. good branding there. Like all three of us just wait. That's turtles behind you. Yeah. yeah. I what? actually bought that oh. from Zach, but. Yeah. Uh, actually, I, I took I took it to to MGC and uh, uh, nice. I think Rachel put that on there. But well, oh, Rachel of uh, of Fox Cities that helps you out. Yes, right. Okay, yes. that Rachel sure. from yeah. Wisconsin. Gotcha. So we are going to talk Cities about Rachel. Well, let's actually we'll we'll finish with states. You held up your plaque. State tournaments happened. Um, I <laughs> forgot. Like Excuse I wish. Me? I need to do. I need. It's almost like I need to talk to my family. Be like, I need to uh, block out time on the weekend of states every because there's so much good pinball to watch and um, to be able to jump between the different streams and see who's all doing what. Um, I will say, and I, <laughs> I don't mean this to be rude, but I was watching <laughs> Travis. I was watching Travis's stream because he won. He won states, and I was like, dang, he's made it to the final <laughs> four. And when I turned turned it on. This is, there was a moment where you and, um, I don't remember the other guy's name, it was just two of you, and you were playing Toy Story. And Mm -hmm. at the time, the player camera was out, the score camera was glitching, it would pop in about every, for about a half a second, every 10 seconds. So I was watching high-level tournament streaming, and all I could see is a play field, and you try to get a glimpse of a score. And it's like, I don't even know who's, I don't know, like, I don't know, I didn't know who player one versus player two was. And the guy announcing, I bet he's a great guy, but he's super nice. Shout out to that guy. But he's like, I'm not going to lie, guys. I don't know Toy Story at all. I don't know what we're doing. I think he's uh, all a good shot. That was basically the announcement that I heard. So the whole time I'm like, I am so clueless. And yet Pretty all solid. I want to know is if Travis is winning, you know, I'm like, he's like, oh, what's he trying to do? He's trying to lock a ball, dude, it's multi-ball. Like he didn't, he didn't know, but that's fine. Or he's like, I wonder what he's trying to do in this mode. Look at the iPad, look at the screen. It tells you what to do in the mode. So uh, what I will say is my takeaway. And I see Tom is raising oh, his hand, oh. <laughs> his hand. Tournament streaming's hard. Is that what you're going to say, Tom? I mean, shout yes. out to the people that do it well, like really well. Yes, having a mobile rig is not easy. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a, it's one of those you don't know how good you have it till you don't have it because just trying, I was like, all I want to do, I just want to watch Travis win this game right now. And I literally can't watch it. The takeaway is do not have me on your stream. I am a human EMP. Do not do it because it's the quickest way for shit to go sideways. This would be yeah. a great time for Travis's camera to go out. That right. would. That would. I, I, I did every precaution. But yeah, it's, State was rough this year. I ended up getting, uh, and I was texting you guys during it. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of the event, it like food poisoning hit That's me right. hard. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. It was during like the beginning of the third round. I was in the middle of a creature from the uh, Black Lagoon game and it just like hit me out of nowhere and i'm like what is going on my energy levels just went and i was to the bathroom and outside to the side of the building for like the next six to eight hours it was rough so i um yeah so just thank your tournament streamer if you're at a tournament thank the person streaming it and if you're watching the stream donate sub bits all that thing anything to keep the level the high level 
that yeah anything that we can do to keep tournament streaming at a high level it's it benefits everybody but tom travis tom, do you notice how travis, joel i told joel i, I feel was sick coming, i felt bad i was coming back to you i just wanted to just, finish he the just plug. like big leagued it and no, he's like i was coming back i was coming sub, right sub back to, to your you. streamers I should. I mean, it's more important. People, we care more about the high-level tournament streamers than we do. We about do. Well, yeah. But. I mean, to be fair, we do need Toms in the world because we would yeah. not have entertainment and we would not be able to watch this. So, yeah. yes. I, fu- I fully agree with so that. So, back to Travis sure. pooping I'm his go- pants. <laughs> what? Why we got to go there? Yeah. <laughs> I just said I have food poisoning. So, <laughs> I was watching the stream. And I didn't know this yet. And I see he's <laughs> playing a bathroom cam. Or? No, no, but no, no, no. He was playing Beatles. He was playing Beatles. This was when all the cameras were working. He was playing Beatles. And then nope. all of a sudden he just like bent down. Like he was playing. He held the, the ball the game. Yep. Yeah. And he bent down. And I was like, what strategy is this? Like, it's what called, are you? <laughs> it's called cramps. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know what's going on. Yeah, so he finished his ball. He finished the game. I text him. I was like, why'd you bend down in Beatles? And you just responded back like food poisoning. <laughs> I was like, oh no. oh no. So my joke was, you know, shoot jackpot or poop pants. Those are just two, <laughs> you know, two options. But um, I mean, that's even more props to you. The fact that you were able to pull out a state tournament win with food poisoning, literally fighting through all that. I mean, I saw Monica in the background. It was clear, it was from the support, you know, from your oh, family. Oh, yeah, clearly. And, and well, what's fans, funny right? is if and i don't know how many people out there watch the stream but if you watch the very end we're on fathom and i was playing austin trent who was the one that was in finals with me and you could even see me in the background just kind of hunched over a table just kind of standing or sitting there just trying to figure out life and contemplate it (laughs) you know because it's like i don't know if you two have had food poisoning before but it it is not fun Mm -hmm. and so it's like i spent the whole time just saying don't be that guy that does this on stream <laughs> on the pinball machine. Like, don't you be on the machine. Oh my god! I'm I've I already got memed enough mm. in 2023. Like I <laughs> cannot start out 2024 doing that. That's so. fair. That would be a new thing for you. You know, you right. really you would really <laughs> drop the groundhog if you, <laughs> if you if you puked on the game. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, well, congrats, God. congrats to your win. Um, Thank you. So now yeah. I get to go visit Tom and go to nationals up at D82. Yeah, yeah. Travis, Travis is going to stay with me, Joel. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, maybe we'll send you pictures. Maybe I don't want that picture. I just just make sure you have a spare <laughs> toothbrush, Tom, because he always forgets to pack it. I, a, I I have plenty. That was oh, just your dentist. Four you're times. good. <laughs> you, yeah. you've got bit, if anybody has extra dental cleaning apparatus in your house, it I'm would just be like, Tom Graham. <laughs> <laughs> toothbrush for you toothbrush for you no that's awesome well cool congrats on that um other the key yeah other things we want to talk tom, about tom how did your state oh, go thanks, oh, i know he did a win i know he did a oh, win i just you, didn't want to you know you were the one wow, my, where's Joel? my plaque where's your plaque hey well, just i just gotta feed I my mean, ego that's all don't worry about, about my experiences i'm fine with that i just didn't know if i was like uh, if i was bringing up a bad feeling or yeah, if it's a good I, feel okay I, wow I made it wow. all the way to semis. I was for for the field we had. I was very happy with that. Okay, Tom, I I love <laughs> I, you to death. I cannot get over Joel 
saying, I don't know if I'm going to bring up a good feeling well, or you know, a bad feeling. I don't know. Or, can you imagine yeah. him yeah. like having a discussion with his wife, is, like trying to figure shit out? This is where they out? touched me, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. I think, I mean, you've joked around about there are certain tur- tournaments that you just feel you're, you're Neil's chaperone, essentially. You've said that before. And then there's other tournaments you dominate. And I just don't, you know, I'm just trying to be considerate. So, so Neil and I, our plan was to meet in the finals. Okay. Okay. That's a good and plan. I had to get through my first match, another Tom, Tom Schmidt. Um, and so that, that I got through my first match. And then I had to face Cassidy, who is oh, who we assassin, call the right? assassin. Yeah. Yes. Like, so I was up three two on on Cassidy. And it was one of my picks, which was Pinbot. Okay. Okay. I put up 5 million points on Pinbot after two balls. And Cassidy had a bad first ball. And I was like, I got you, assassin. You're going down. (laughs) This girl put up 8 million on one ball of Pinbot. Eight million, and I was just like, my jaw just fell. Like you know the cartoons where yeah, you know yeah. you see the jaw on the floor, and I was just like, shit, <laughs> <laughs> I'm and in that danger. Was that. <laughs> that was that. Yeah. Luckily, I made it past the seventh game. Okay. All right. Then I played Sheldon, who knocked out the number one seed, which was Luke Nahorniak. So, I mean, it was, it was, it was a tough, tough tournament. And then I had to play Jason Werdrick in the semifinals. Um, by that time I was like exhausted because mm-hmm. I didn't have a buy. And I mean, Jason's a phenomenal player. I just, I, I couldn't beat him. Yeah. So, but. And how did uh, Neil do? Yeah. So Neil Neil won his first two two matches, and then in the semis he faced Stephen Bowden, who oh wow okay who, who won the tournament. So okay. congratulations to Stephen Bowden. Um, but uh, yeah, Neil Neil was actually up two games to nothing, and uh, and Stephen came back. So, okay, but uh, it was uh, it, there were a lot of good matches going on. And well, I'm sorry I didn't stream it, but logistically, me driving my stuff down to Madison, it's just, it would have been a headache for me. So where was, uh, was this at District 82 or where was this no, hosted? No, So, I mean, if it was at District 82, yeah, I you definitely would have streamed it. Uh, it was at Nerd Haven in, uh, in Madison and it was a good location. Um, games were set up a little lot easier than, than, you know, would be at district 82, but that was fine. I mean, there's no issues with that, but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it was a good location. Uh, if you're in Madison, you should definitely check out the location. Yeah. And I know what's always interesting with state is, the people competing in the state tournaments may not actually live in that state. It just, it doesn't matter, right? The rules, yeah. all of, it's all about how, how many wins or how many tournaments you've played in, in that state. So like, I know Madison or the Wisconsin tournament is close enough that you'll have people from 
Chicago or Illinois or even I think like didn't Los from from Ohio participate in it one year or is like a thing where you get people or Escher came from Colorado. I mean, it's, yeah. people can come so from Car- wherever. Carlos Carlos didn't, but but yeah, Escher did last year and won. Um, okay, but but it it's one of those things. It's hard to explain to somebody not in competitive pinball mm-hmm. um, why like well you don't live in that state. You know, why, why are you playing in that state? And it has to do with basically the points you accumulate by yeah. playing in tournaments in that state. And I mean, you know, Jace, Jason and, and Steven, they, they came to a lot of tournaments at district 82. They, they, they had the right to, to play. I mean, there, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. See, all I hope is that Neil McRae wins state <laughs> in some state <laughs> in the U.S. at some point. That, that would, would be, be cool. so. That would be so great. Uh, Travis is officially <laughs> done, though. He's officially done. No more. He will not. He is. This is his last year being the Oklahoma state Travis champion. Travis said done with Oklahoma. he will no longer play in Oklahoma. Okay. Yep. I am uh, doing the Tim Sexton. I am retiring <laughs> from <laughs> Oklahoma State. How did that work out play. for Tim? Yeah. Yeah. All right. He made finals at Indus. So yeah. that doesn't it. awesome. So right. yeah, I'm either going to do Missouri or Illinois from now on. Cause it's basically like a seven and a half hour drive and yeah. I'm not even going to be able to get down to Oklahoma very often enough to even qualify anymore. I don't think so. Yeah. It just kind of works itself out. Well, um, Tom, you may not have won, but you didn't poop your pants or puke on a machine. So you that know, is true. I didn't do that you know, either, just, Joel. I <laughs> went to the bathroom and I went on the outside of the building. You went, you pooped on the outside of the building? No. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, wow. All right. Next segment. Yeah. Wow. Next segment. Time so, to so shill. Time to shill. Uh, check out these speakers. Check out those bad boys right there. Um, this is Pinwoofer. Pinwoofer, uh, we've talked about Pinwoofer before. Pinwoofer, uh, Deanna Pinwoofer, they've always done um, speakers. That's been their thing. They've always done audio. But um, I know Dan has had enough issues, um, or he was having issues where his speakers weren't working with other speaker light kits that were out there. Um, from the, uh, there's a there's a bunch of different people that make them. Everything is speaker light kits too. Um, I think like Comet made some. I know Ninja Mods or something. Yeah, there's a Ninja whole bunch. Mods are the ones I have in my games, and they're yeah. they're really good. And they're they're all great products. Like speaker light kit, the the what I have here in Godzilla is that they've all I've I've tried a bunch of them. They're all awesome. But Dan decided he wanted to make a, a, a his own kit that he knew would work with his speakers, and um, they're really cool. Um, so this kit comes with a it's actually like an injected molded uh, kind of a, a foggy white ring, and then he has they're actually it's a PCB. It's like a it's a perfectly made PCB. Um, so it's not three D printed or anything. The install was painless. His own power supply, he got a very, like, he didn't just buy an off-the-shelf power supply. He he actually got a power supply made specifically for this. So the branding, everything's everything's really impressive. Um, and so that's what these are. But what's really neat is he teamed up with uh, Measle Mods. Measle Mods has, have been doing undercab and backbox lighting for a long time. And um, that his kit works with <laughs> their stuff. So here's actually, I haven't put the bottom in, but it's aluminum track. Um, these LED bars, 
Um, and then basically he has these like daughter boards or these breakout boards where whatever the graphic, whatever the signal is that you're sending to the, the animation you're spending to the speaker light kits, you can pull off of that information and then share it with the rest of it. So it may be somewhat hard to tell in the background, but there's actually kind of a wave, uh, animation that's going on on the speakers themselves. And then that same, uh, wave is going on on the back, my back wall as well, uh, which is really cool. So I did blue, um, for jaws just because it kind of makes like a kind of a watery, um, back and I haven't done the undercab yet, but I mean, what an incredibly <laughs> easy install and I don't, it's really cool. I I'm really, really pumped with those. And now I want to see if I can find a way to tap off the, the information of, from the speaker light kit, uh, his flames to see if I could get that on my back wall. Do but, they, I mean, do they help eat the ball? They do not. My ball, my jaws still does not eat the ball. You know, I, <laughs> I did the whole, I upgraded the speakers in there. I've, I've added the light kit but the ball still does not go in the mouth of the shark. So, you know, maybe later. But um, just real quick shout out to that. I know you can see measlemods.com will have uh, all the additional lighting rails. And then if you go to sp uh, pinwolfer.com, you can look at their light stuff. But they're affordable. And his this is just a dynamic thing. So it's like a, you set the animation pattern with your remote while the – I know you're making faces. I You're not – but he also has stuff that works face. with, uh, <laughs> he has his stuff will work with expression light kits as well. So if you have a Foo Fighters, uh, Led Zeppelin or a Rush, um, then it would display all those animations. So kind of a new product, definitely check it out. Um, but yeah, it's been cool working with Dan and I was really impressed with that install. So there is just, your shill. I was just enjoying like while you were talking, we the got to see head? the back of your head. Yeah. See, I'm pointing. Whole time I'm pointing. Like Look at that. Yeah. I'm not it's even great. pointing. I'm just looking behind me. All right, this podcast is just the best. It's fantastic. I, I have such a great time our with audio you, Tom. Listeners, it is yeah. awesome. Yeah. So and Joel, Joel, you're fine. Okay, so this is what I've added to make my jaws look cool. But let's now, actually this talk is about your jaws. jaws. Well, no, it's not my jaws. It's my. Thank you, Zach and Nicole. <laughs> Look it out for let me borrow it. I'm borrowing it. Yes. Um, jaws. Let's talk about. Let's actually talk about jaws. I don't remember. Did we checkmate, Joel? Checkmate. Yeah, I know he got Tom. Me there. Good job, Tom. Yeah, but did you see my keychain? Did you see that? Isn't that cool? Um, so um did we record Jaws wasn't officially announced last time we recorded, right? I mean I could, Yeah, yeah, it was. So we've already done first. It was it was post in disc. Well, yeah, we just kind of generally talked about it. And then we talked about Looney Tunes and then because remember the whole thing was about the oh, the Jaws right. eating the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. We, yeah. Okay, yeah, um, you were like you were going ham I on know. it. Oh, we like, did. Tom we and did. I had to be like, Joel, oh, no, that's settle right. down, Joel. Okay, yeah, we got feedback. We got feedback. <laughs> so we had some we had some people reach out, and they in both good and bad. People were like, "Thank you for taking a hard stance on this. It's ridiculous that people are reacting this way." Cool. Then we had some other feedback where people were like, "We really enjoy your podcast, and one thing we like about your podcast is the positivity and the fact that you guys." were so hard and negative on this topic like you they were don't negative want another... about like what ball eating what well, were we neg what i were think we were negative what were negative of i was what i was fired up Tom was positive what was Joel i was pretty negative? fired up yeah. what we were fired up about was just the, the overall negativity to a response like that the fact that there were people that were like the heck with what keith thinks or harrison thinks figure the mech out you know like I don't know. It was just this, oh, this almost yeah. like, why would they not try harder? Or, or what I love sounds like was, my old boss. <laughs> <laughs> what I love was there were people online that were like, this wouldn't have happened if Gary Stern was there. Cause Gary Stern would have come in and been like, no, 
that thing has to eat a ball. That's what they did in Jurassic Park. That's, you know, but Gary's not there anymore. Seth probably walked in and was like, hey, take it out, you know, save the money. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't know. Well, so, it's, it's like anything else. People have all kinds of different opinions. They're they all do. valid, even mm-hmm. if we don't agree with it. I think it's it's good that people can express their opinions. But yes, definitely, it's... Yeah, and this, I mean, you see it across any industry, though. Like, look what's happened to Suicide Squad right now. That's the newest video game that's out. It's just getting hammered by people just, yeah. like, dissing on it and everything. And it's like, you truly, we have an idea of what a game's going to be like. Just because, like, Tom and I, we've we played enough. It's, you see layouts, you see something that's similar to what you've done before. You have a general idea of how it's going to be. But at the end of the day, you can't truly form your like hands-on impression until you're hands-on and that's just that's just the reality of it and i think all three of us have played it by now right yes but what i what i still going okay go ahead joel no what i wanted to say was i will say there were some people that were offended (laughs) because what i want to make it very clear that our opinions we don't feel that our opinion is any better than yours like we're not we're not um you know, we all have very different experience. Even the three of us, very different experience. Tom has been in this game a long time. He's played a lot of pinball. He's owned and collected a lot of games. Travis now works in the industry. He sees the business side of this. He's seeing all of that. I don't I know, I'm see, trying to give him credit for. I see a lack every of it, different style of player, yes. ranging from people that have been in the industry for like 30 years, ranging from somebody that just discovered pinball last week. Yes. So yeah, well, see it all. And that's why we're doing the podcast. We're we're sharing our thoughts on on things. And if if we can't express our thoughts, why why are we doing this? True. And but the one thing I wanted to point out was um there was conversation of, you know, you two are tournament players and you guys look at you guys look at a game in a different light than I think others do. Just yeah. because it's in a different light doesn't mean and it's we, a better light. We even than you established play. that. Than your look. I just I just want to make that clear. Like we're I don't want there to be feel like we view well, ourselves better, worse. I want to be clear. Kind of like, Tom's opinion, of course, is better than everybody okay. else's. I yeah. mean, that's just a fact that's of fair. life. But Whatever. you know, like <laughs> Joel, we talk about it all the time. Like, and that's Whatever. one of the things I like about you, Joel, is that you realize your your shit stinks. And we just talked about that just the other day. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's it's yeah, like yeah. you hear us on this podcast and we're just giving each other crap and all that. But yeah, of course, there's so many egos in the industry. Hey. There's so many yeah. egos everywhere at any point in life. You know what I mean? But it's important to be grounded. But you still got to have your opinions, you know, and you still got to have your beliefs. And that's perfectly I don't fine. think I'm better than anybody else. And, you know, I, I don't want anybody to think I do. Uh, but personally... Yeah, you you can't always uh, just throw off the handle because of somebody's opinion. Well, you can't please everybody either. You give an opinion, guess what? Somebody agrees, somebody disagrees, and then somebody else is Monica. That's just how life is. (laughs) (laughs) So I think the main thing was one thing that we were kind of harping on is just the what we were seeing in the initial reveal were the shots. We weren't, you know, there was a lot of people that why is the ball not, why is the shark not eat the ball? Or why like lack of mechs or lack of this, lack of that. When we're like, can you just 
what you were trying to point out was like it's the sh- look at the shots look at the shots yeah. and maybe maybe it's harder for certain people to notice that at, right off the bat of what the shots do or well, looking at it's the 100%. layout it is harder for people to notice it and that's not a bad thing not everybody out there is an elite player not everybody out there cares about combos yeah. or cares about how a shot is most people out there that are casuals they don't care about that they care about what a mech does so yeah Everything we said is perfectly valid and it's true. I mean, if everybody, if the only thing everybody cared about was mechs. Can you explain the casual thing? Because I think some people are getting offended by that. Yeah, Uh, maybe that's, we're not trying to say it in a negative, it's not supposed to have a negative connotation. No, this is easy. This is easy. If you're a casual, you basically are not listening to this podcast. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're taking in pinball content, you are not a casual because I'm sorry, a casual will just go put in coins, play a couple of games, probably not even realize they have an extra ball, probably mm-hmm. not even realize there's three balls. Then they're done. If you consume content, you are as far from a casual as possible. Now, you might be on the level of Joel with your playing ability, <laughs> and that's perfectly OK. That's not a big deal. Like there's going to be people of all kinds of different I guess different mindsets, different skill sets, and that's what pinball should be. And that's where these games aim to please. They have to appeal to as many different skill sets as possible. And just because you look at a pin and you don't understand the shots, it's not like that's not a big deal at all. Like it's you, it's something that you have to learn. It's like saying us, for instance, I enjoy playing chess, right? I play it every single day. I do puzzles. I do all that. Am I going to be the next Magnus Carlson? No, no, not at all. Like I, I play literally on a thousand ELO level and that's it. And I've been playing for years. So it's, it, that's just how it is. And so other people are going to see different situations or different aspects of a rule set or a layout. They're going to see it in a different way. And sometimes it could, it doesn't mean it's a better way. It sure. could be a higher level way. And I want the designers to be able to do that. I want the people that do the software on this game to be able to do that. Because if they didn't, imagine how boring pinball would be across the board with every single. So, so that's, that's yeah. just the reality of it. And I've, I have, there's some local collectors. I've been to their house. This was before I really started streaming or anything, just trying to meet people in the area. And one guy in particular, I, I was at his house and he's got this beautiful collection. Like he had 10 games, beautiful, high-end, all really nice games. And I remember I stepped up to, it was one of the JJP games at the time. And I was like, okay, so what do you do in the game? And he's like, I don't know. I mean, he was honest. He's like, I don't know. I, I just, I think it's a cool game. I was like, oh, do you know how to start multiple? He's like, I've done it before. I, I don't, I don't know what I did though. And this is a guy that's, that's heavily invested in the hobby all about it. I know he still is. He's active on Facebook still heavily, but he has no, he has no interest. Like he doesn't care to know about the rules of the game, how to play the game. He, he just doesn't care. I think to him, what, what makes what he enjoys about pinball is the mechanical side of it, the visual side of it, just getting whatever experience he is getting out of the game. And, and that's fine. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't want, I just don't want any of our listeners to think that, that the three of us are at a higher level of pinball consumption than, than, I mean, we just, well, just do just it Travis, in a very different you way. You and I, just, Joel, are fine. Yes. Yes. Travis. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, if you're talking about consumption, my God, I got to well, do yeah, this yeah. like 50, 60 hours a week. So, yeah, it's well, so, here's what here's what it boils down to, though, Joel and Tom. OK, the reality is and it's like this for any industry, for any hobby, 
you're going to have people that are more involved than others. You're going to have people that have a much larger database to go off of. And it, this was said a lot to me back during the days of like baseball and all that, that there's a lot of people out there that have probably forgotten more than what we'll know. And I believe that for pinball, there's people in this pinball industry. I'm not one of them, yeah. but there's people in this pinball industry that have probably forgotten more pinball than what I will ever know. And that's a good thing because those people are going to be the ones that are the leaders. Those are the people that kept producing games, kept designing games, can think on a higher level, can push, you know, that, that barrier to get past it, to think of, for instance, like an XP system or sure. how, how can this particular mech work this way and the shot combo work this particular way. And that's why, that's what excites me about pinball in general is you have people from different backgrounds that have different skill sets that design these games, that code these games. They're bringing people from all kinds of different ages. Now you got uh, Elizabeth Gieske, who's yeah. a late 20s woman that's literally like super sharp, high-end IQ when it comes to pinball. And it's clear that she's going to be the lead on a game at some point. So to me, something like that's exciting. The fact that Bug took over Spooky sure. and they're getting out a good cadence of games who cares if one of us doesn't like the game or whatever? They're literally doing something consistent that a lot of people are responding positively to. Like that's stuff like that is exciting because that shows that pinball is going to be here for a long time. And pinball needs everybody. It needs the casuals. It needs the home collector. It needs a person that just cares about the mech and not a rule set. It needs a person that just collects an LE because the the artwork looks fantastic and it just sits there and collects dust. Like because at least they're buying it. At least it's in their game room. Sure. At least it's it's moving a company forward in a positive direction with cash flow, revenue. I mean, you could go on and on. There's so many different aspects to this industry than just simply just the world under glass. There's so many different other aspects to it. So what I would say, there's a question here that I want to I want to ask you guys. But just what I will say is, if you listened to our last episode and you were offended buy it in any way that was not our intention we're not we're not trying to talk down or feel like we're trying to talk down that's not our I, goal i feel like we you're wanting just, to apologize Joel. well i just i, I feel <laughs> like you're one step away from apologizing I, I am saying we share we share an opinion and our goal though with that opinion is not to offend others that's i will say just i will i will personally stand by everything i said and if somebody's offended by it like well i'm sorry that what happened, i mean but by, no, yeah. no, no, I'm not a, I, what we shared, Travis I'm not, I'm is saying. definitely taking the Josh Sharp stance. Right? <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> it's just one of those things. We all have our different opinions, right? And it's an opinion. It's not a fact. I'm not so, saying that. I'm saying he brought oh. up the word casual. And that's the thing. Like when we say the word casual, we're not trying to say it in a derogatory way. And if you're listening to the episode and thinking, well, I'm a casual, are they talking down to me? We're not. That's not, no. that's what I'm saying. I just want to make sure terminology this industry is cannot survive without casuals. And I'm yeah, telling you, sure. if you listen to a podcast consistently, you're not a pinball casual. You are fully invested in this industry and you've gone down the rabbit hole to just pinball degeneracy. Like you're, you're yeah, here and I totally watched that word, but yeah, you're, you're, yeah. you're here with us. Yeah. It's okay. not. It's definitely not that. So here's the question. This was a Except post. Joel. Joel's a casual. There was, this was a post <laughs> that was put on our on our TPN page on, no, on Pinside. Not. And I, I just thought it was really well, really well uh written and asked. And and um actually Tony and Dennis at Eclectic Gamers Podcast actually mentioned this particular post and talked about it. So to the triple drain crew, 
The love of early 90s physical Maxim moments may stem from the fact that the storytelling of the game came from sculpts and playfield components interacting with the ball. Instead, we now have the LCD screen, licensed content, and RGB lights and animations to do the work. Designers then didn't have the technology to incorporate leveling systems into the rules or to immerse players with audio and video content. As more intellectual property and world building gets put onto the screen, the less reliant designers need to be the oh, as more gets put on the screen, the less reliant designers need to be on toys and 3D sculpts to create the feel of the environment. They can focus more on ball pass and geometry of the play fields than creating a world under glass. Maybe this is why some people say shots are the new mechs. The flow and combos lead to more things happening on the display: Destructum Jackpot, Foo Combatron, etc. However, then you get people saying the game feels empty because it's missing the unique set dressings they remember from the early 90s games. Busy artwork and flat plastics won't cut it for them. This is why there's such a crazy demand for mod makers, Stumbler, Wolf, Cuff, Swings, Measle, Lore. People want their play field to feel more lifelike and inspired. They want equal parts tactile and digital. Labyrinth hit the mark for a lot of people based on the theme and inclusive licensing, but it also captured attention for its use of additional LCD screen, pop-up characters, and use of physical sculpts to build the world. Given the choice, I think most would prefer their machines this way. Again, that's why mod, the mod market is so hot. Still, technology is changing, and with its capacity, the with it, the capability of the pin, think Spike 3, so more effort or bomb will be put into the intangibles, such as rules, carryover, displays, etc. It will certainly push the hobby forward, and that's a good thing, but it's clear that most still want to retain what was differentiated pinball from video games this whole time, mechanical components. Visual feedback uh, of cause and effect. I did this thing when that happened. There's kinetic satisfaction. Oh, I did this thing, and then that happened. There's kinetic satisfaction, and then there's causation satisfaction. Pinball machines need equal parts of both. Godzilla had the building, tail whip magnet, and the bridge. Jurassic Park had moving and eating T-Rex, Jeep, Raptor pin. They were hits for a reason, flow and fun as one. So I thought that was really well spoken. It's It was something I hadn't thought of was... They are correct. The, the the pins that people keep referencing back in the nineties, they can't they couldn't communicate this crazy depth complex story with a DMD. So they tried to make sure everything was communicated with inserts, or they were trying to show that with mechs. And I think that's what some people are accusing us of. That now we're at a point where because you can do essentially anything we want with an LCD, it's almost like we're we're focusing all of our time or our money or our effort there when some people are craving i don't know i mean like i know brian eddy he loves his inserts he loves communicating with inserts that's what he he still falls back on the 90s way of communicating or showing your progress through inserts and the mat like stranger things does that shows everything you all the different modes venom uh, does that um uh mando does that you know if you want to know where you at how far how close are you to wizard mode just with Mando, look down, you know, well, I've done five and I'm about to like that. I don't know. I'd, what, I mean, what are your thoughts with all that, uh, with this idea of trying to find that balance of relying on a visual, like a relying on the play field to communicate depth of a game versus an LCD screen? I don't know. Tom, Tom, do you, you want to answer that? <laughs> well, I mean, I've gone all on right. record to say I think the LCD is overrated personally 
I, okay. I really do. I think you can get across what you need to get across with the DMD. Sure, the LCD provides some stuff, but if you're actually playing the game, until you trap up, you're you know you're not seeing much there, and it it goes beyond if you're trying to look at something real quick. It's because you're hitting a shot and you're looking up real quick before the ball gets back to you, or something like that. If you need to see progress, but I mean, see, overall, and I think the LCD is awesome. See, like, Tom loves LCD. I like it way better ding, than ding. the DMD. Let's, let's, tell him why he's wrong, Tom. Tell him. <laughs> Travis, you're wrong. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say. you're wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, no, I, I just think I, it enhances the depth of the game because you can give more information on that screen than you can with just a regular, ordinary DMD. I agree to that, but... What I would say back to that is, is how useful is that for somebody that's not getting the ball to stop consistently on their flippers? That's their problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tom, then explain. Um, so, like, Pulp Fiction. is yeah. Pulp Fiction has no screen, but yet there is a lot of depth there. And what I find comical is I've talked to a few people that feel like they almost beat Pulp Fiction, but that's because they don't – they're just looking, yeah. I think, at, like, characters. They don't realize – Right. How much more there is to the game because it's not, there's no screen to communicate it. But yet Travis is saying you don't need a screen. So how, how do you find that balance? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, and you bring up a good point. I mean, Pulp Fiction's just a different game. I mean, it's, it's got the alpha numerics and those alpha numerics are helping you to understand what's going on in the game. Mm -hmm. But you know, there is depth to Pulp Fiction, but it's not quite as, it doesn't have the depth of, say, Godzilla. Sure. You know, um, and plus you can time out all the modes, right? I mean, Jeff Teola <laughs> said that in Final <laughs> Round. So that, that whole game yeah. needs to be reworked. Yep. Scrap it. Start it over. That, yep. I'm, yep. I'm uh, going with I just, Jeff on that one. I just don't know what value outside of the ball stopping, right? And then you're able to look up and take a breather. I don't know what value just having video clips does. Like for me personally, I get more excited seeing like a jackpot animation if it's combined with what's going on in the play field. Like somehow somebody can integrate the light show and the sound along with the video. Yeah. Than I do seeing a movie asset or well, a show asset or something like that. There's definitely got to be a combination of stuff, but you know, I'll take I'll take Iron Maiden for example. Uh, I mean, the the LCD with the the whole power features, trying to get to Cyborg. I mean, you need to know where you're at as far as your progress towards that to get to Cyborg. So you have to eventually look up and say, uh, I, I need this many shots to get to this. Well, well, maybe so how, the, do you, how do you do that on Metallica? The inserts. Well, that, and if you're trapped up, the button, yeah. yeah, you, you can just, just go to info anyways, you're controlling. So basically we're just looking at, it, it comes down to a flow too, because it, you can well, get the same information. Well, it comes down to presentation too. Right, I mean, it's right. It's presentation. Right, and the presentation's there in order to get the information at a more efficient manner is really what it becomes. And then in order to give the information in an efficient manner, you also have to window dress it, which comes with the animations, with the UI, 
with everything. And so my whole thing is, is I don't know, like from a design standpoint, that would almost seem like a nightmare trying to work around your code, work around your design, knowing that you have to have certain stops in the game for that, you know? Well, uh, we've talked about this before. And I mean, of the three games behind me, Jaws, Godzilla and Cactus Canyon, the display I like the most is Cactus Canyon. And I, and part of that is just the art. I, I love the art style, the DMD, but I, I look at Cactus Canyon. There isn't anything in the game that the playfield doesn't communicate to me. I mean, I maybe it's like how many how many more beer uh, Stein shots do I need to get to that, or how many where am I at with combos? And I assume there's an instant info. I don't know. I don't know if there's an easy way to to achieve that. But what's interesting is talking to Josh um, about the the Lyman code that they're working on for this. He said one of the biggest challenges they have is there's inserts on the playfield. Like he wishes they could add inserts or there were some inserts he wished he could have used for something else. Like, I don't want it to say that. I wish it would have like, so there's limiting. He, he was basically saying the power of, of, of an insert of well, what, and what that's, it could that's add. That's because they're updating a rule set to a exactly. game that's yeah. older. Yeah. That's, you know? that's a little bit different. What Tom and but, I are talking about, Joel, but I'm saying if an insert would have been you. blank but and I, he yeah. could have right. put an RGB light behind it, then he can communicate more with that insert than just that. And yeah. And, and I understand have a, have a kit and add lights. Yeah. Put it, put a board in the back. Yeah. And I think too, the LCD screens overall and pinball are done very well. It's not that they're done bad. They convey what you needed to convey. I mean, there's some things that get confusing for people, but just my whole thing is, is that unless you're very well aware of where you're at in the game, you have to know where to look on the LCD screen if you're doing it like while the ball's in motion. And then you have to know exactly what that means pertaining to what's going on actively. Well, so I know people that aren't deep in rule sets, they may not, that may not <laughs> click as quickly. So I, I mean, think... that's, that's the only thing that I have with it. Like, I wonder how useful it is in situations like that, that you're not just standing off to the yeah. side and looking like if I watch Tom play, then yeah, it's cool seeing the LCD screen because I get to actually look at it all and mm-hmm. view it all and experience it all. And I'm going to see things that he's not going to see because he's focused on the ball in motion. Yeah. So that's what I wondered that I, I just wonder if what would pinball be like if somebody out there took a chance and ignored the LCD, stuck to a DMD or did something similar to what you have behind you, Joel, with the Cactus Canyon look. Mm-hmm. and they were really able to focus more on what's going on underneath the glass in that form. Like maybe that might help. What if with- there was a mini LCD right in the that. middle of the apron? What if? What if? There was a full like, uh, like monitor type thing, like <laughs> multimorphic that goes across the whole so, playfield. <laughs> I think when I, when I had Bond 60th here, uh, what I did enjoy, that monitor in the middle of the playfield there wasn't much on it. There, there was no video clips. There was nothing like that. It was, it was literally like a blue screen with impact font. It was very basic, but it was also super helpful because you're in the middle of a mode and it's like three more shots mm-hmm. for this. It, it communicated so clearly and you don't have to look up. Um, so I, I see value there. And there are times even, you know, streaming Jaws the other night where it's like, <coughs> I, I do finally have a chance to trap up and I'm trying to look up, be like, where, you know, it, do I have a mode progression any anything showing that no do i have the bounties you know bounties normally show what i have left in the upper left but no it's it's displaying an animation so i i know there's complexity there but my question i know, I know travis you want to say something my question is I do i think people assume 
that that we are taking money in the bomb. We are taking money and putting it towards display aspects when people would rather them take that money and put it towards another mech. So Foo Fighters behind you. Would you prefer, Tom, would you prefer it to have five less songs, but there be another mech in the game? Like, is I don't I don't know no. if that's even a realistic thing. I don't know if it's if that's how the money works, or if people think, well, this many hours of coding is this price in the bomb. Well, maybe if we do a little less, then we could put another mech in the game. Like, I don't I have no idea how that works, but I think there are people in this hobby that genuinely think that's how it works. That 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 Stern is paying more money for Jaws three and four when they could have taken that money and put another sculptor mech in the game. I'm trying to think of like a game with like just a crap load of toys in it. Well, like, Labyrinth was the example. Labyrinth has a lot of sculpts. I mean, there's the fiery there's heads. Sculpts, but the but sculpts do are they you interact like, with the ball? They don't. But I. But no. that's the that's the experience, though, right? Like that's the idea. Well, that's yeah, what I think. I mean, that stuff's cool, and I mean, it, it is cool for Labyrinth. But I'm I'm talking more of like interacting, like on the play field. Well, I will say, I think Godzilla Premium has set the bar so high because you have the moving building. You have the the rotating Mecha Godzilla mech. You have a Mecha Godzilla with a magnet in his belly. You have a moving bridge, and you have the magnet grab. Like those are four very utilized and innovative mechs that are all in the but, game. But I'll even argue, like, okay, I I own an LE, but I could own a Pro, right? Godzilla. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's no magnet so, belly. There's no belly. You know. But is just it just get a horseshoe? But, but is that really needed? Like, do you really need that feature in the game? Do you really need a bridge that like opens and closes? I is is that yeah. is that like the number one thing on that game? I think here is where it's an interesting crossroads to where you get different preferences to where you're either going to get people that prefer bridge. that prefer the yeah. shots and the nonstop like just all gas no brakes. Or the people that want to see mechs do something. My, I think yeah. that's just the difference had, that we're seeing. I've had, and both. I like both. I like I've, both. Yeah. I do like, like yeah. both. Yeah. I've had the pro and the premium here in my house, and I will tell you, the premium has has gotten way more place by people outside of myself, and it's because of the mechs. It's because of the interactive toys to them. You know, when my wife or daughter plays all they care about is they just want to bang that building until they see it go down. That's all they want to do. And you don't get that experience in the pro. You don't, you don't get it, but I had a blast on the pro, but that's because we are trying to play the games and attack it from a code standpoint and a depth and a moment standpoint. And I, and I agree that, that it's a lot easier for a casual player, not derogatory, not in a derogatory way. It's cat. It's more, it's way easier for a casual player to try to experience a physical mech on a game than to try to experience a code based moment in a game. So we're going to talk about jaws. We're, and maybe this is the transition. Well, that was it before you go. That was the interesting thing about jaws. When you were pointing it out, mm -hmm. what's one of the complaints about the LCD screen that people had about Jaws. Like what's the one, I guess the one scene that everybody was like, oh, this just keeps showing up over and over and over again. It was like the the chum thing or whatever. Oh, the chum bucket. Yeah. Right. To where they just showed. But we've all played it, right? Mm -hmm. Like how often do you even remember seeing that scene? Like hardly at all. I, I saw it. You know well, what I mean? 
we you do. see it, but I mean, are you yeah. are you playing yeah. it? You're like, am I holy, focused on it? No. Right? That are you like, holy so shit, this is happening right yeah. right now? We're seeing it again. Like, yeah. I, there, it's just, in in going into Jaws, I I really like how they use the LCD though. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of information there. Like even the skill shot. There's levels to the skill yeah. shot. Yeah. yeah. I love how they have the text up there. Yeah. Communicating because, what to do. Yes. Yeah. Because typically on games, I don't know what the super skill shots are until they're discovered or, you know, certain certain things you have to hit for a skill shot. Um, unless, unless it's just like a top lane or something like that. But, you know, the normal stuff. But I like how they had they have the text there to show you, hey, this is what you want to hit. You want to hit the pop bumper. Now you want to hit the targets. Yeah. You know, now you want to go through this lane, whatever it is. You know, I I I like that. I like that feature. And that's why I think the L C D is good. Mm-hmm. It's good for casuals. <laughs> it's good. It is. But <laughs> count, counterpoint, but you are correct. I will give you that. You are right. The thing that I like about Jaws, I've really paid attention to this and I noticed it while playing and just trying to figure out my way around the game, that the play field actually does a really good job at letting you know what each shot is and what it means. If you really pay attention to the inserts and you pay attention to the text, it all really flows together very well. I mean, you can look at the billboards, you can look at the inserts and you can look at the roll card with it. It all meshes. No, nope. right, but it all meshes well together. Like what the does only the machete thing- do, Travis? They <laughs> <laughs> filled X, baby. But the the only thing that I could see people getting hung up with that do not understand what's happening is maybe the fish finder because it okay. it accesses or activates on the right hand side. But it does have an insert there mm-hmm. that if I look at it, I think it. Well, shit! It literally says activate activate fish, fish finder. finder. Yeah, yep. and so the then you sh- under yep. the pop bumper. Yep. yep. And then you shoot it straight across against the target. So that's the only thing that I could see people maybe kind of get confused about. I know I was watching Monica play it and she, that was something that didn't stand out to her, but she knew immediately, okay, I got to hit the captive ball, the light the encounters. Then she saw everything light up. She's like, oh, I got to hit whatever insert because it has the name of the mode on there. So, or the encounter. So it's like stuff like that. You see people that may not think of rules too much, but they're able to kind of process sure. what to do on this and pin. I think that'll happen, but make sure the game does play fast though. And it is a little bit on the hard side. So make sure you do know what to do, like in terms of looking at this play field before you even start playing. That's yeah. that would be my so recommendation. Let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk. So this this game showed up, brought it down, unpacked it. My initial impressions, initial impressions of seeing the game in person. First off, the art is fantastic. The, the blue, I'm really enjoying the blue. There's something, there's not a ton of blue in pinball and at least on the pro, the art on the side, my kids thought it was awesome. It's a beautiful, it is a beautiful art package. It is a cool looking pin. I, I, I really enjoy that. The, the, the back glass, and maybe I'm just like, you look at my back. This is the um, the, the Cactus Canyon. This is the, the Brian Allen. I love it. It's very complex. I love that art style. Even Zombietti's known for complex art style. It is very simple. And I know it's iconic. It's, I don't know. I think the back glass, people are going to love it or hate it. That's really what it comes down the to. The back glass is awesome. There's See? nothing about Jaws that is busy. 
it's, it's true. A very, it's true. a cere- yeah. I mean, it's a cerebral like movie, right? Yep. You've got something that's lurking, like and that that poster that is an iconic and poster. I, I just Why think it stands it out in a in a way. Like I think that that backlash would in a collection of twenty pins. I think it would stand out because of how simple it is. Literally, just the shark, the word jaws, and the swimmer. That's it. That's all it is. But it's yeah. I never. Well, it, it tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. About the theme. And that's what's important. If you can do something in the most simplistic way and get across what the theme is, that's why that movie poster exists in the way that it does. I mean, and anybody that looks at that, you could, here's the thing, you could take the Jaws name away, Mm -hmm. right? Pretend that text isn't even there. And you see that photo. Yeah, you know. Yeah, a lot of people know exactly what it is. So here you go. Here's our, apparently we only shill, right? We only shill in this program, right? Hell yeah. That's all we do. Especially Stearns, because because Travis, you sell them, and we just we shill. Oh yeah, and all the money, all the money we make from from the customer, from the from the manufacturers. So, yep. I'm yep. going to say something negative. When I unboxed the game, my initial thought when I looked at the game is I thought it looked flat. And what I mean by that is it's just some of these games you get ramps all over top of each other, mechs all over, e- interacting, weaving in and out. It's almost like there's a depth, uh, like a height thing where it feels, you feel like that, the world under glass. You feel like it's just so much crap is is, is between the play field and the glass. I open this up and, and it's a pro. So I was like, man, this pro just seems almost stripped or it was just flat. Like it just didn't seem like there was a ton in the game until I played it. And that's when I realized what is so unique about this layout is there's three ramps, but you really don't see the ramps. They're not, you don't have that visual, you know, stainless steel ramp that that you that's right there in your face. You know, the 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 right shot, the ramp is behind the behind the back panel. Like it's just like the the left ramp on Godzilla. You don't see it at all. You barely see it. Right in the middle is a 180 ramp that's super short and tight. You don't see it. And then on the 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 wave ramp. It's another 180 ramp that, but where it's kind of hidden, you don't see it. So you're just, you just, you see so much play field and that's where you realize this is the ocean. Water's flat. You're not playing a mountain. You're playing in the ocean. You're playing in the water. But yet, because you can see the ball, you can track it so well and you just see this, I don't know, like it almost accentuates how impressive the actual ball path layout is and so my initial impression, the the last two games I had before this were Elton John, which is just jam-packed, light, visual overload. It's awesome. It's an incredible game. And then I had Elvira, Red Kiss, like House of Horse. It was another thing. It, it had the Rad Cows. It had the Art Blades. It had everything in there, like another visual thing. You open this, no Art Blades. You know, it's a, it's a, you're back to a pro. It was kind of like, a, huh, I kind of got spoiled with those last two games of all the stuff that was in this game. But then you start playing it, and you're like, holy cow. This game is something else. And that I was so maybe it was a unboxing it and being like, huh, kind of a kind of initial view. But then once my brother, same thing, once we started playing, we were hooked. If you want to say that's a pun, go for it. But it's we were this game is brutal and it's fast and it fights back. But man, it has this draw, this one more game draw that I haven't felt in a while. I just wanted to keep playing it so that's my initial my initial take on it tom you've played it you've put a few games on it you you're playing it on location so you don't three get games. to hear it three games so you don't get to hear it like we do right but your initial same thing you've you've seen the unveil you're in on an le you plunge the ball what was your main takeaways 
Uh, pretty much exactly what uh, you said, Joel. Uh, just it's it's really fast. The shots are all there. They they sh- it shoots great, um, but it's gonna kick your teeth in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean it's 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 a it's a tougher game, but uh, fun as hell. I mean, yeah. just, just, I love, I love that shark target that pops up and the then, fin. Yep. yeah, the fin and, and, uh, sorry, the fin. And I saw, I saw somebody miss it and then it, it like literally just like back to the yeah. other side and came back up. I, I thought that was really cool. Um, you know, I'm. I'm excited to get the LE and and try that out, but I I definitely want to go back and uh, play some more. Okay, Travis, you were flaunting it on Facebook that you you've played it you've played one game, and sure your score was higher than mine, but your one game same thing. I mean, what's your initial? You well, stepped up to it. How so it feel? yeah, so. I mean, of course, there is a lot of blue, and it's hilarious that you mentioned that, Joel, because somebody was texting me the other day, and they said, you know what? I really I don't like this game. I'm like, why do you not like it? And they're like, it's too much blue. <laughs> and I was just like, it, but it's an ocean theme. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, what? So, yeah, so that was funny there, and I know he's listening. So, yeah, you gave me a good chuckle there. But, um, no, so what I can say about this game, and I played it more than once. That was just the only game I put up mm. on IC, my very first game. So I had to... Had to show off for you, Joel. <laughs> I did have extra balls on, though. So that's it was not a three-ball game. But I will say that this game, it like the best compliment I can give it is it seriously, it makes me feel like I'm playing pinball. You know what I mean? Like it, it No, I don't. <laughs> meaning, meaning like meaning like I'm going to put in my quarters or I'm going to hit start mm-hmm. and I'm lucky if I'm in control. Oh, and I'm playing by the okay. seat of my pants. Things are happening, but yet it's not so many things at one time that it's confusing. It's like, you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know generally what you need to execute, but you're always at risk. So you have risk reward going on the entire time. Mm-hmm. To me, that feels like pinball. You know, while I may find games that I have a repeatable shot, right? That's safe that you do that. This game does not have that. At all. I, I could not find the repeatable shot that was just completely safe. And it's, I mean, one of the coolest sequences in it is when you hit that quick shot, right? And it comes up and you know it's coming back down the left side. Yep. You know the fin's coming up and you know you got to basically hit it on a one time or hope for a ski jump. But my God, like my accuracy was just dog shit on it, but I was having a grand old time so trying to do that. You let's, know? Let's talk about that left side. I'm, I'm yeah. honestly, when I saw the pictures on the pro, it, it it's just, it's a, it's a straight path down the left side of the, of the thing. And part of me was like, I wonder why Keith, like Keith couldn't think of anything else to do with that. Like, it's just a straight path. Like Dude, it just seems, it just seemed like an at, like a kind of a throwaway kind of shot. And it's, and it may be Joel, one of my favorite shots in the I'm game. I'm telling you, Joel, it's, Probably it's currently one of my top five shots in any it's, pinball game I've ever played. I was is, blown away yeah. at how fun just that it's shot hilarious. is. That's that's yeah. why it, it shows me that it's like I know nothing. Like because looking at the pictures, 
looking at the reveal stream, looking at all that, I was like, that shot looks lame. I just thought it looked lame. It was such a tight U-turn. So it's a left orbit. You want your orbit to be a fun shot. You Not your orbit. It's the left. It's where the left orbit is. But well, you want your spinner shot. That's the thing about this game. It doesn't no have orbit, true yeah. orbits. Yeah. yeah. There, you want your spinner shot, though, to be like the satisfying shot because you just, you just want to hear that. And first, you can hit it from the little mini side flipper. No idea. Like physically, I don't understand how that shot works because it, it seems like it's a straight right to left. And then all of a sudden, the ball's going whoop right up the play field, does a hard U-turn and right back down. But the speed, the speed of that shot, because, because it's a straight path on the play field, the speed at which that ball is coming down to your left flipper is faster than any wire form or ramp you're, you're going to hit. And it's because the wire form or ramp will always drop the ball at the end. So that's going to take away from the speed, pause it for a tiny little bit, and then just feed the flipper. This is just straight barreling down at your flipper. And Keith uses that in the code. Like you were saying, the quick shot. There's a whole thing where the fin will pop up. That ball's coming so fast, you're not going to stop it on the left. You can't do like a, I don't know, post, not post bat, but like a, where you a hit post it. Post trap. So yeah. Post you're, trap. You're, you're not, not going to do, do that. a post trap with it. No. You might be able to do what he was saying, ski jump, hold with the left flipper, go to the right flipper. But what he's insinuating, what he wants you to do is hit stuff on the right. So if it's on the right flipper, you're not going to hit what you need to hit. So he's really forcing you to use that left flipper to hit that, the pop up fin in a quick shot. It's this game forces such a you cool to use, moment. Yeah. It forces you to use the entire play field, but yeah, that particular shot right there. Cause it's almost like it's so awesome because you get ready, right? You hold up your flipper, that mini mm -hmm. flipper, as soon as it comes down that unique area. So you might start a sequence to where you're on the left, the left flipper, you go around the reel and then you catch it with your mini flipper. And so you activate the quick shot, you hit it across if yep. you make that shot, it is super satisfying on its own, but it's almost like Billy Mays. Wait, there's yeah, more. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> and that's where, yeah, that's where the true fun all of a sudden comes because just like you said, you're gaining all that momentum, all that speed coming down to your left side or your left flipper again to where you got to one time it off a shark fin target that's not in the same spot every single time. Yep. Like that was, that was the only time that I can remember to where I'm missing a shot and I'm missing it consistently and I'm laughing, having a good time doing it. I'm not cussing at it. I'm not like, oh my God, this shot isn't doing what it's supposed to do. It's like that right there. That's what I'm saying. It made me feel like I was playing pinball. Like I was yeah. a little kid again, now, finding a solid state racing. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and Joel probably thought it was like Star Wars episode one <laughs> all over again. Yeah, he was yeah, probably so yeah. excited. Yeah. You know, shout out to Keith because I messaged him in our group and I, I said, <laughs> Keith, this game's incredible. And he I, his response was like, does it compete with Star Wars episode one? I was like, crap, <laughs> I am gonna, I'm, I'm stuck forever uh, sharing my opinion but on that. that. One, that one shot, though, I don't know how often you got to experience it, Tom. But I will tell anybody out there, if you're playing this game or you haven't played it yet, like that shot is just fantastic. Yeah. It's just, it's so satisfying when you actually do complete it. Yeah. And the I, fact that you can, yeah. I, I only it, hit it crazy. once or twice, but when I did, it was like, ooh. Yep. It feels you know, good. Like, yeah. yeah. And the mini flipper is such a unique thing. Like that being able to... What I realized is the mini flipper being able to stop the ball, essentially lock the ball. That's the only controllable break that you get in the game the only the only controllable way for you to breathe because the speed you hit you hit the center ramp and and the speed that that ball comes back you're not going to be able to to 
post trap the ball. You can't stop the ball. Um, you can't even the wave the waveform feeds the the mini flipper. You can stop the ball there, but every other shot, it's just the return back. back to your flipper is at such a speed that it's it's just so hard to slow the game down and feel like you're in control. So that little mini flipper is the only chance you have to be in control. But then what what do you what are your options there? You either flip that and the ball's going straight to the left. You're back out of control. Or you let the ball dribble down to your right flipper and you kind of have another shot. You have an, another chance. And I'm I'm loving that. I'm loving that so much. Those shots to the left between the drop targets or the stand-ups on a pro try to squeeze it through that kind of harpoon shot, um, the quick, the quick shot or whatever, or somehow how it magically goes up through that left orbit shot. It's it really it, it did not take long. It didn't take me to play this game long to realize how brilliant the actual layout of the game is. And I had a lot of people on stream. They're like, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts of pro versus premium? I can tell you right now, I'm having a blast on the pro. I'm having a blast on the pro. Now, if I do the friends and family test, if if my wife came down here and she's like, okay, what do I need to do in Jaws? Is there something physically, like a, like a mech, something that I can point out of like, you want to experience this? Not really. Like the chum bucket's kind of cool. The the fin, the fin is probably the closest thing. There's a little bit that you have to do before that. You pops have up to create that time. shot. Yeah, that's the it's tough not, part. You have to create that. Yep. You have to get that all set up to have to experience that. So probably not something she's going to experience. That's where I see the value in the premium because if she was standing in front of the premium, I would be like, hit the ship, and then all of a sudden that shark pops up. She can bash the shark or try to get it on the upper play field. See if you can spin the wheel up there. You know, there's then I there's more stuff that I could point to for for somebody like herself to to experience. You know, a physical satisfaction of the game. But um, but man, if you are ready to just dive in and you know hit the chum bucket, try to get your multi ball set up. It like Jared and I, we went into our stream with very little knowledge of the game, and we had so much fun discovering that game and seeing how how much you can do in that game right at the beginning and kind of what path do you want to go and the satisfaction we are getting from the shots like i am so excited to continue to stream this game and play the heck out of this game but it's it's yeah. going to be a unique game because i know obviously one of the cons is going to be that it plays difficult it plays hard it's not like i'm telling you right now it's not an easy player for mm-hmm. me that's the exciting part like mm-hmm. i i feel like i I looked at Monica last night. I'm like, this is the first time I feel like a game is truly fighting back in a long time. And it feels like a challenge, but yet it still feels like things are accessible. That's the difference. Yeah. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's kind of like some other games. Yeah. They play hard and it doesn't necessarily feel like everything is accessible in this. For some reason, this game convinces you that you need to play on the fly and that you're going to hit the shots because it's like, if you don't hit the shot, you are getting punished. Do you do you think the shots are more accessible in this or Jurassic Park? I think the shots are more accessible in this one. I personally. agree. I think it is personally. And I think yeah. they they did something unique with the sound package too because you hear the Jaws theme and everything. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it speeds you up in mm-hmm. your play. I found myself doing that. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm like, why am I playing so fast? And then I realized, wait. I'm hearing yeah. the music. I'm going. It, dun, it's dun, almost, dun, it kind of reminded dun, me of dun, like, dun, yeah, dun, dun, like how Gorgar is, you know, <laughs> to where like the music just keeps going up. You're like, oh, I got to play fast too. So yeah, it's, 
you know, and like I said, of course, you know, obviously I work for a company that sells the games, but I will say legitimately, I am so excited about the premium mm-hmm. coming out. Like the pro is a lot of fun, but then I'm thinking to myself, wait, bash toy mm-hmm. upper play field with all new shots included that has three pathways. Like I, I don't know. I'm going to have a hard time not getting a premium for myself. I'm going to have a very, very hard time because I told myself no more pinball games this year. And I'm like, ugh, well, I'm already going to break it second you. month I mean, in. You got Jurassic Park 30, you got Godzilla, and you have Iron Maiden. It's clear you and Keith line up with with what you enjoy. And I I will say uh, the, my question about which is which shot is or what game is more accessible, <laughs> the reason I, I do feel I mean, you said this game feels like it's fighting back. So I do think it's a hard game, but it's not hard. I think people will like that it's shorter game times. Yes. Nothing in the game feels like a slog at all. Like it doesn't. It feels like you're constantly doing something and it's fun doing it. And what I will say is what I mean by hard is it's not hard because you can't hit the shots or you're bricking a lot or like, man, I just I'm trying to do this, but I just can't hit that shot. No, that's not it at all. It's you're hitting the shot. But the way the shot is feeding back to your flipper is not safe or it's going to be a ch- like it's going to force you to go on the fly and try to hit another shot and hit another shot. But when we were streaming, my brother, like he had not touched the game and he's he's worse of a player than me. And yet he was like getting like competing like his scores. He beat me in a few games. His scores were up there. He was mm-hmm. experiencing the game and it's like, OK, he's finding the shots, but it's still such an intense experience. While like when we played Jurassic Park, I remember the first few times we streamed that we were just getting our butts hit, like kicked in because our teeth kicked in, our butts kicked, all that stuff. Yeah, we it's like we couldn't hit this shot. We couldn't hit the O shot. We couldn't hit this like we know what we need to do. We're just we just haven't found the shots yet. While this it's like I feel like we started to find the shots quickly, kind of like most people experiencing Godzilla. But yet I absolutely feel this game is not going to have anywhere near the ball times that a Godzilla has because no. they're accessible shots, but they're not safe shots. I, Joel, I'll tell you my ball times. I actually, somebody asked me this this morning as a matter of fact. So my very first game I played, I had the extra balls on. It was like around 16, 18 minutes, right? As soon as I took the extra balls off, yeah. we're talking eight to 10 minutes yeah. for a three ball game. And I had one game, which, which was like six minutes. And that's still around a hundred million, 150 million. Sure. But yeah, it it plays tough, but at the same time, it is accessible, like I said. And the big reason for that is the encounters. They're on every major shot. So you can, as soon as you light them, you can start it. It's just like Walking Dead in that way. So unlike Godzilla, where you have to hit the scoop, right? Some people couldn't the find mode, that. Sc- like the modes is what you're doing. Right, yeah, right, right, yeah, right. And some people encounters. couldn't yeah. find the scoop on Godzilla. Then it's like, what do you do then? You know, or yeah. like Jurassic Park. Some people couldn't find the control room shot. Like, what do you do then? So, so from a code standpoint, just for if anybody's going to, if anybody this weekend has a chance to go and play a Jaws, what do you want to do? The two main things are you hit the chum bucket, you hit it one or two times, all the lights show up red and you hit enough red shots, you'll fill up the chum line and then that'll, that'll allow you to then hit a yellow shot which on it'll be the middle ramp or the way or the the left orbit you'll hit a yellow shot and that's what's going to set you up for that that uh, that chance to hit the fin the pop-up Our fin, fin. Yep. to attack and once you do that once you've attached a barrel then you hit one more yellow shot and you're in multi-ball that's your multi-ball opportunity if you want to just get into a mode 
All you have to do in this game to get into a mode, you hit the boat one time, it'll flash shark, and then you'll notice every other shot on the play field has a white insert and it says the mode name. So you can be in a mode in, I think it's two shots. It's just hit the boat once and then hit another major, major shot and you're in that mode. So it's I think, yeah, very I think it's accessible. That or you, is it that or completing the arrows? What arrows? I forget. The complete arrow, like it says complete arrows for shark well, encounters. What he means by shark. what that is in the boat itself, there are right. three arrows behind it and right. they're like opto. And, but right. realistically, if you hit that boat straight on, there's a good chance a the ball is going to roll over and it's going to light. It'll then, light your mode. And then don't forget to, I think the, uh, the bounty hunts can be lit via the right ramp. So you hit the right ramp twice yeah, and that lights the bounty hunts. And if you've played something like Led Zeppelin before, that would kind of give you an idea. It's just basically four features that are out there like ramps, pop bumpers, targets, it. spinners. Yeah. And then I you qualify the a shark, got to reel them in. Sometimes you can be like, Joel, lose the shark. <laughs> yeah. It happens. It's So that's a whole thing. The bounty hunts, that's what I, I'm really yeah. enjoying where get into a bounty where you it's exactly what he's saying. So it's like, okay, for me to catch this shark, I need to hit three ramps. I need to hit the chum bucket twice. I need to hop, hit the pop bumper once. And I need to hit the, whatever the boat, whatever it's like, yeah. it'll tell you in the upper left and you can just kind of chip away at it during the game. Once you've done that, then the reel, which is a horizontal spinner. It's a very fun shot. It's a cool 180 shot. You have to hit that and get a certain <laughs> number of spins to reel in the shark. And then you hit the boat or the shark target and you caught the shark. And it's just, it is, so enjoyable that horizontal spinner and that 180 not the 180 the 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 figure eight i am blown away at how well that works because it consistently feeds below around a pop bumper and feeds your mini flipper and what's odd though is if you hit the shot in a way that it feeds the opposite direction then it's a dangerous shot because that ball is coming either right at your flipper or close to straight down the middle so you got to be ready like it's it's such a creative layout and you got to make sure to nudge the machine the correct way yeah, so you yeah, don't yeah. force the ball to go down yeah, the middle. Yeah, Carl D'Angelo shared a clip with me from my last stream where the ball was going to hit the left flipper, and I nudged it the wrong way and just it went straight down the middle. Right down so, the middle. Um, Tom, well, we got to ask Tom, Joel. So, Tom, you played this, what, three times? Yeah, that's it. On location. Did you get a fill for the shots or, like, what you were doing in the game? I found the outlines quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you use the right outline? Yeah. Like, to bump it back so in? So, that yeah. was funny. I, I wanted to talk about that. So, yeah. I was literally surprised because the ball was going down the right outline, and I was like, oh, man, I lost the ball. And then all of a sudden, it bounced off the post back in, yep. and it's like, okay, let's go. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I thought the shots were very findable. Strangely enough, the uh, the the boat or the the shark shot uh that captive ball i had the most trouble trying to hit that and i don't huh. know if it was just my aim or what but i kept hitting the the left post rubber so from the right flipper yeah or left from the flipper. left flipper left flipper. from the left flipper yeah. well that's back to the unsafe thing if you don't hit the captive ball there's a lot of rubber post on both sides and if you hit it, it's coming straight like, back at you. Even if you hit the captive ball, yeah. it's yeah. still dangerous. Like I found that the chum bucket felt like the only safe, safe shot. <laughs> yeah, really. You uh, know, and what I love ramps and stuff. But yeah, the rescue multi ball. So every time you hit a stand up next to one of the main shots, it will add a beachgoer on a shot. And it's you. You have to do that. You have to do. You have to add the beachgoer and collect the beachgoer. So what I've found really fun is I'm my skill level. I mean, I'm hitting posts all the time. 
So the fact now that I have a little target there that it's like, you don't want to hit it because it's not safe. But the fact that you, you do have to hit them though, to add your beach goers. So I'll look down and it's like, man, I got so many beach goers out there. I, once I actually start hitting my shots, then like I have playing the game. I did it once on stream. I got to rescue multiball and I did it once the other night, which is a cool, it's a cumulative thing. It's something that you are going to progress over time. And then, Hey, I'm only a few shots away from rescue multiball. When you start that multi-ball, you can collect, you can close the beach and then it kills your flippers, kills your flippers and it starts you in this multi-ball mode and it's a unique thing. And it's, I, I don't, I, the code's only at 0.83, 0.83. And that's what I've told some people on stream and some other people that have reached out. The things that aren't going to change, the art, I'm really enjoying the art. I think the art on the play field, it's not busy. It, it really lets you see the ball and, and show, like it, it looks great. The art's not changing and the shots aren't changing. The shots are awesome. I'm loving the way this game shoots. The code that's already there, the 0.83, I'm having a blast with it already. And the fact that this is this is where I think Keith has proven himself that he's going to flesh out a game in such a unique way and make it a fun experience. Look at Jurassic Park, look at Iron Maiden, look at Godzilla. This game's only going to get better. So if you have one on order, I think you made a good choice. If you have an LE locked in like Tom, good on you. I just, my view is buy with confidence. This game is a blast. This game is a blast and I'm really excited to see how it continues to grow. So I don't know. It's awesome. Go find one. Hopefully you can, hopefully your local arcade has one at this point. Otherwise um, we'll share, uh, we'll share Tom's address once he gets his LE. No, no, (laughs) no. we won't do that at all. I don't know. Any other any other thoughts on Jaws? I mean, Initial? it's it will. I, I'll admit, like I've seen the movies and all that. I was not sure how this would translate oh. for I, pinball. I you was, know what I mean? Yeah. The I was I was worried about mm-hmm. how it would translate, but I mean, it works. Mm-hmm. It shockingly works, and I don't know. I don't know how they did it. Um, whoever did the artwork was it Michael Bernard? Yep, that did it. I mean, it's. I personally think it's fantastic because if you really look at it and you see what the art is along with the inserts, along with labeling the shots, along with working its way all the way to the backside with the buildings on the back and everything, like it just, it all comes together yeah. nicely. And I like that it's not super busy. And that's not to say that other people like Brian Allen or Zombie Yeti that I don't like their artwork. It's just something like this. I think it's the perfect art package for what this theme is yeah things don't need to be busy it's a shark it's an ocean and i'm sure something like this wasn't necessarily the easiest thing for people in pinball to do because pinball is typically chaos but what's beautiful about this theme is it's a simple premise that is chaotic and is terrifying being being in the water with something that could just eat you alive is probably absolutely terrifying so having a game like this, like it's just curious to see how this would translate out. And I don't know, having a horror theme like this translate in this way that it still has even the, the good campiness yeah, in it yeah. that comes in. Like when the guy is talking about the tiger shot and he's like, Oh, what? Like that's yeah. one it's, of my favorite quotes in it. Yeah. There's just, I mean, the game's just excellent. I'm, I'm very shocked at how excellent everything seems like it's coming together. And I don't, I don't yeah. say that lightly. Like I'm just very surprised by it. Cause I was not sure based on the theme alone, how it would be. So 
few few quick thoughts. One, this is a this is considered a horror movie. I was worried bringing this in. I was like, I got little kids. Is this a game? Like, unfortunately, Elvira, that was a game that I wasn't allowed to play around my kids. And it's not because of her. It was like what I found my three-year-old, he didn't like the floating heads. He thought the floating mm. heads were scary. And there were other, a few clips that were scary. So it's like, okay. It wasn't the uh, satanic uh, well, movie scenes. Of, yeah. It's like, I need to, <laughs> so I get, that made sense. But I was worried. I was like, I don't want my kids. It wasn't the other assets? Yeah. Yeah. I know. In the back it's, glass? No? Okay. A three-year-old boy, he wasn't, he didn't care about that. He was noted. But, um, gotcha. it's, uh, but the thing about Jaws, I was really worried. I was like, I don't want my kids to all of a sudden be scared of water, you know, or, and they've, they've included, it's very tactfully done. That's what I'm saying. Like clearly this is a game that's going to be at a bar and it's not, let's say it's a family friendly restaurant, you know, little Timmy's not going to look up and see, you know, a half eaten body on the screen. Like, it's just, it's very, it's tactfully done and it's well, campy yet. and it's enjoyable. Not, <laughs> not that's, yeah, you got to get to that point. Uh, the other thing, audio. I really, I was like, cool. They got the they got the score, but all I'm, I'm like, I don't want to hear da-dum-da-dum for you know the two hours that I streamed the game. No, the audio package in this is incredibly well done. All the modes have different songs and they're all intense. They really like. I was super impressed with the audio. I really had a lot of fun and and. Whoever I don't know who's on. I think I'm assuming Jeremy Jerry Thompson is that his name? I think I'm not sure. I'm assuming he's on. I'm not it. sure who did sound. I don't it. know. Well, I know we know one person that did sound, but like very little bit of the sound. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, I don't know if they've announced that. Anyways, Let's it's look. I, I think it's Jerry Jerry Thompson. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, but it's, it's really good. the The sound is good. The art is good. All that is good. So it's. I don't know, man. It's really, it's really a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm hoping, yeah, more people play it. Uh, oh, video wise, uh, th- that was the thing. The clarification. Some people were upset about the art. The fact there's only two people in the middle. Uh, this was clarified on Loser Kid Pinball Podcast that the the third guy, the police officer, to yeah, use Brody. Brody to use an art asset, you have to have you have to work with the estate on that. Right, that's yeah. a totally different thing. And apparently, the the estate never even responded to him, so they can't. Correct. They couldn't use his likeness in the art, but they can use whatever they want from the movie. That's a separate licensing thing. The other clarification I think is really important. Once once again, it was on Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. Elwin basically said, for all those people out there that are saying, "Why doesn't Shark eat the ball?" He basically said, "Imagine the speed of the Godzilla building." The licensor required that the shark comes out of the playfield. That was a licensor requirement. They wanted the shark to surprise the player. They wanted the shark to come out of the playfield. So the shark had to start below the playfield. But the only way that they could make that mech reliable and make it be a scoop was basically imagine the speed of the Godzilla building. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's the shark mouth you hit it and so please thank you for not doing that <laughs> so they're just like imagine the shark on top of the godzilla building that's what the mech would have been so those I are just, my clarifications well while playing it i don't know if you two got the same feeling i thought about that while playing it and i was just like i don't know how this would have worked no personally. the speed I, yeah that, I, i'm just like yeah. that would just be because there was nothing about Jaws in the in the mm-hmm. movie that was slow once he attacked. Like no, it he'd was, pop up, and there'd be times he'd pop up, and people by the time they'd turn around, it was back underwater. Like, right, it makes sense to be a fast, quick 
bash toy. After you play the game, for all the haters out there that still think we're crazy, once you've played the game, you will understand the last thing that we you want in that game is a mech that slows it down. Because everything yeah, else it, about this game and the layout is it would be speed out of place. I think. Yeah. What do you yeah. think, Tom Graf? You think it so. fill out of place? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tom's well, all in on an LE. I'm so freaking jealous of yeah, him right now. Like, because that premium, I, I'm telling you guys, I think the way that this plays, it would not surprise me if it earns really well mm-hmm. on location. But I just, I don't know. I got the feeling the premium is just going to be just a whole whole other animal like it's i don't I know you having gotta go, you gotta yeah. go premium rally i don't know if there's any yeah. le's out there but i will say the art package after seeing this art package it has sold me that the le art package is definitely better than the premium art package oh That's yeah no I, would, to I would want i would want the pro uh back glass for but sure I, but like the iconic mirrored. that could be a mirror oh back yeah glass if it was the LE. i know i know if yeah. only there were le's if Should only we knew somebody LE. getting an le <laughs> um well, that's all I got. That was our our, our, our pre-show notes. We're like, we can talk about state. I think we, yeah, we crushed it. We can talk I mean, about we, Jaws. We did well, right? I remembered to actually, that's the only problem. We record like once a month. And so we love the feedback. Please feel free to continue to message us on Facebook or email us at tripledrain at gmail.com. But sometimes we get all that feedback a few days after the episode's released. And then it's been three weeks <laughs> since I read it all. So I should well, probably did, do better and like catch up on that get a, again. We did get a good email though that I would like to do next time to okay. where we'll oh, talk the about question. our. Yeah, yep. Well, yeah, Glenn, and we could address it. Yep. It's a good question. We will it's get an to excellent it. question. Yeah. I think we should do that next podcast for sure. <laughs> we had three items. We'll we had three items, and what podcast. I found is we only did two. We only did two, and then we had another random we side just, item. We had to talk about stuff. Yeah, yeah but it's all good. no, the main thing we got to talk about before we leave yeah, is the winner. Winner three X. Tom yes. Graff. What is going on with that? There's a tournament at District 82 called the Winter 3X. It's a Stern Pro Circuit event. Uh, basically, it's like a mini Pemberg. So you uh, you play three games, uh, basically five rounds in one day, play three games, and you get uh, put into divisions, go into the next one uh, the next day and play in your division, same thing. Uh, you play uh, five rounds, three games, and then uh, I believe it's top 20. F- no, might be top 32 make the playoffs. I have to look into that. But uh, And then, uh, yeah, uh, playoffs on Sunday. There's a couple other tournaments going on in the evening, uh, some uh, knockouts. But it uh, should be a good time. We're going to stream it. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. On what channel are you going to stream it on? It'll be on the Fox Cities Pinball channel, but I was going to plug Tom, that. If you want to stand up a little place. bit, just stand up a no, little I bit. I feel like it. And Superman that <laughs> sweatshirt. He's got a beautiful Fox City shirt on. That's what I'm saying. Merch. Right? Where's your merch at? Is it Silver he, Ball Swag? He's wearing yes, it on his head. Silver Ball Swag. Yeah, yeah you can get that Triple Drain hat. You've got some cool merch on there too, Travis. You got the I do. Drain Joel, where's your Triple Drain stuff? I yep. had some good comeback. I'm, I'm keeping <laughs> all, I'm, I'm restraining my, yep. That's what I thought. <laughs> all right. Well, let's do our plugs. Let's wrap this up. All right. Well, as I just said, I'm in, uh, I, I do Fox City's pinball. It's on Twitch, <laughs> Twitch and Twitch when we're <laughs> live, YouTube when it's not live. Yeah. Awesome. Um, keep doing what you're doing, Tom. I, you're I'll try. Yeah. 
Travis, All right, Travis plug away, man. you ready? Yeah, yep. yeah. Okay, yep. New is coming. There we go. Uh, yeah, you guys can find me here on the Triple Drain Pinball Podcast with my excellent co-host, Tom Graf, mm-hmm. and Joel. <laughs> He's here, too. He's I'm fine. Here. He's a good guy. He has a beautiful beard. Joel, I got to say that your beard is pretty excellent. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to grow one eventually. One day. When I'm 60. But one day. Your son so, will grow a good one. Yeah, my son's pretty awesome at growing it. He's only 14. What can you do? <laughs> but so, yep, you guys can find me here or find me on YouTube <coughs> at the Pinball Company. I do stuff on there. All right, your turn, Joel. Okay, and yes, I'm Joel. I do this podcast. I also do the Flipping Out stream every Wednesday night. That's on YouTube. Check us out on YouTube. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, and then, yeah, shout out to Pinwoofer for uh, hooking me up with these. I'm enjoying those lights a lot. And then if you happen to buy the Galactic Tank Force Lunchbox from American Pinball and you want to complete your Lunchbox collection, check us out on Zazzle. Search Triple Drain on Zazzle and you can get uh, your Triple Drain Lunchbox. It'll look real good right next to it. Um, otherwise, our stuff on Super Bowl Swag, which is always a good time. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Um, like always, Tom, you get the last words. Have a good day.